0: Two, three, four. Welcome to Picking Winners, week 10 edition. I'm your host, Tony. That is Nate. We've got picks for all of the matchups on the week, and as always, a best bet plan for today's episode. Before we get started, though, Nate, how we doing? I just lost my first game of the week with the Carolina Panthers. I picked them to beat the
1: Bears. It uh, doesn't feel good, but it can't feel good picking the Bears either. Uh, oh, my God, <laughs> no. Uh, my whole thing was Tyson Badgett throwing picks left and right. That's all he does. Uh, is he makes really mm-hmm. bad decisions, and this week he did really well of handing the ball off and then off the play action, not making any mistakes. Not something that you'd expect. Carolina's offense is dormant. Um, the fact that they can't run the ball, they can't, they can't pass the ball anywhere. You know, past five six yards down the field really hurts. There's open shots that are. I mean, you go back and watch the tape. There's dudes running past safeties. There's dudes crossing over the middle of the zones at 15, 20 yards deep and stuff like that that are Mm -hmm. wide open, and the guy just can't see it because there's pressure in his face, and he's small, so it's not like he can look over. So uh, interesting to see what they do going forward with maybe adding some linemen to that team in the draft. It's not like they have a top pick in the draft that they could trade back and get some picks or (laughs) anything like that Um, with their pick of Bryce Young, but you know we'll see what it is. This week looks interesting to me, Tony. Um, there's a lot of these teams that I feel are on upset alert and, uh, a lot of the big favorites (laughs) that have a really big, like chance to lose, you know, plus six or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, it will be interesting to see where our picks end up going and how we end up faring out this week.
0: Yeah. We're on opposing ends of quite a few matchups once again, this week. All right. For week nine, here's how we did. I was 11 and three. Very good week. I was up six and a half units. Uh, my best week of the season. So Pat's on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, for the best bet, I had New Orleans and Cleveland um, uh, with a six-point teaser, that one. Nate, you were uh, eight and six on the week and you were I mean, the record's not great, but you were up 1.6 units. So you'll take that. And your best bet, uh, Cincinnati minus 1.5, also won. So well done there. I think you're six and three on the season mm-hmm. for best bet. So So good job, man. Thanks. Um, any, any commentary there? Um,
1: yeah, don't pick the jets to win a football game. Uh, it's not, that's not a proper way to win money here in the NFL picking them Monday night. They had those dudes by the balls. Los Angeles can't throw the ball down the field with Justin Herbert's finger being busted and stuff like that too. There's a lot made of their defense. They're not going up against anybody on that offensive line. Um, Zach Wilson does miss wow. some throws and stuff like that, but I think he's he's waiting too long to get rid of the ball. Um, and there's there's things that he can do a lot better as well. I think it hurts the yeah. team's psyche too when he sails the ball. That's like, God damn, man. That's like, just throw it to the sideline. The guy's wide open and it goes five feet over his head. Uh, another one, <clears throat> picking Dallas. I think Dallas was the better team on the field that day against Philadelphia. I think they should have won that game. A lot of promise out of the dallas cowboys i'm starting to like dak prescott as a quarterback going forward i think the story of that is fun to root for as well i hate that he's on the cowboys but
0: you know like (laughs) the guy gets
1: shit on so much and it's because you're the quarterback of the dallas cowboys you know it's the same concept of being the quarterback for notre dame or anything like that too so um played his ass off the dude's got heart i like seeing that for some reason his eyes get really big But, you know, a step, you know, one step, one step gets you in field goal range. Uh, You know, your field goal, you're tying it up near the end there, you know, a couple inches close to the goal line. You're over and you're probably winning that ball game because Philadelphia, while eight and one, they are probably one of the worst eight and one teams that's played football (laughs) in a very long time. They're not as strong as what the record is. And I think they can be caught in in the NFC. Another one that kept me afloat was the Washington over New England pick. So glad I went there. But, you know, picking Miami and Tennessee and all this kind of stuff where it's like uh, taking some shots, taking some chances on some guts and some preseason notions that I have for some teams and just didn't work out. So. It is what it is. Yeah, that
0: Dallas Philly game could have just as easily been the Cowboys winning it. So they'll play one more time this season and they'll likely get, you know, a matchup in the playoffs if they both do what they're supposed to do. So looking forward to those games. But overall, those
1: props that we had last week that we were talking about, I think something like 13 and three or something like that over the week, too. So that was a nice thing when you're losing
0: money line bets that you're laying way too much for as well. So yeah. I didn't parlay them all together, but I did hit a couple of them. So thank you for posting those in the group chat. But a phenomenal week for us overall. If you're watching on YouTube, check out the graphics for season-long totals. And if you are not watching on YouTube, check out the page. Uh, Links are down in the description if you're just listening on podcast form. Uh, Nate does a lot of work on that side of the house, and it is very, very good quality uh, for what we're producing here. Moving on to the Week 10 picks on by this week, we've got the Chiefs, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. We're also recording this on Thursday after the Thursday night game, as Nate alluded to. So we'll kick things off with the Germany game. This is Indy at New England. Uh, The Colts are favored by one and a half. uh, Over under is at 43. Not doing the injury report this week for these games. I might speak to some of them uh, since we are recording this a day earlier. So what do you got, Nate?
1: I'm picking New England to win this game. I think that New England is the better overall team. I don't think they're as bad as what their record is. They're probably one of the worst teams in the NFL, but Indianapolis is also terrible. And Indianapolis has no corners. And I'm gonna continue to pick on corners with the Indianapolis Colts, no matter what team they're going up against. The Colts are an over team. I do like the over 43 in this game as well. They just, they can put up points, but they can't defend anything. I think that Belichick's going to be able to, you know, scheme whatever they have in that offense to get guys over the middle, wide open up against this team, and then take shots up down, up and down the field from the outsides against these corners, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can see a pretty decent game out of Ramon J Stevenson as well, Uh, being able to run the ball, punch in, you know, maybe a short goal line type touchdown catch, five six balls potentially in this game as the the linebacker sag back to help out the secondary. But I'm going to take New England to win this game in Germany. Um, I don't know. How old is Bill Belichick? He was probably around when Germany was running the world. Um, but, you know, maybe going back to his old stomping grounds or something like that, I'll take New England to beat the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think Gardner Minshew is beating a Bill Belichick coach team regardless of how bad the Patriots are.
0: So we were on opposing ends of the Thursday night matchup. We're on opposing ends of this Germany matchup. Uh, Patriots defense was respectable prior to Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez going down. They're middle of the pack in defensive DVOA, but they're letting up 20, 25, 30 points per game. And the other issue to this point has been the offense. New England is 25th in efficiency on offense, and they've gotten over 20 points in just one game so far in 2023. Indy. While they've let us, um, well, they've let up a ton of passing yards, find themselves in middle of the pack in offensive and defensive DV away. It's at a neutral site. Um, new England also lets up a ton of passing yards. They're down key pieces on defense. Still, I'm putting on my cutoff jean shorts, Nate, I'm throwing the ball over those mountains and I'm taking the Colts. <laughs> I'm riding with garden, Michu. All right. That's another, I didn't feel good about the Thursday night matchup. I don't feel good about this yeah. one though. Uh, so very, very little confidence in that one. Yep. Uh, Moving into the Sunday early game. So Houston at Cincinnati, the Bengals are favored by six and a half over under is at 47. Nate, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. So every week there's like a team that I feel is the most likely to get upset. (laughs) And uh, this is the one with that. I'm going to take the Houston Texans to go into Cincinnati and win a football game early in the morning uh, afternoon over there. I guess you would say maybe noon. I don't know what time the middle East is in, but this is a classic (laughs) look ahead spot for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're down currently right now down jamar chase with a back issue he had trouble walking and finishing that game uh, against buffalo he did practice limited today but it the reports from like his movement and stuff weren't all that great t higgins is likely going to be out this game as well i think they sit jamar chase because they have a thursday night matchup against baltimore who's leading the division is the best team in the afc is the best team in the entire nfl they are likely going to end up winning Super Bowl. I think they are the Super Bowl favorite, even though the odds say that they're the fourth favorite to win a, a ball game when it comes to the Super Bowl, plus 900. Bet that today as well. Cincinnati with a look-ahead game for Baltimore on Thursday night football. So short week. <clears throat> I don't think that they're, they're going to try out Chase. That means Tyler Boyd is going to be the number one wide receiver, along with Joe Mixon. I will take C.J. Stroud. To go back to Ohio, win a football game against the guy who went to Ohio State, graduated from Ohio State, but he cannot claim Ohio State, and the people who claim him <laughs> are the people who are still waiting for a national championship at Ohio State, and they're going to get smacked by Michigan here in a couple <laughs> weeks. I took the Houston Texans to beat the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: We're just taking a dump all over Ohio today. Yes. See how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw the injury report and it was tempting. It was tempting for me. So three out of three, we're on opposing ends of right out of the gate. Uh, Bengals stumbled, uh, to start the season. Burrow wasn't healthy, you know, getting through the calf strain. He suffered preseason. We all know this. Um, they're in a good spot now though, after about a month and a half, taking down the Seahawks, the 49ers and the bills in back to back to back weeks. I enjoy watching Houston. You know, I think C.J. Stroud is an ascending star in the league, and he's going to have that team competing soon. But the Texans defense is vulnerable, ranking just 17th against the pass and 18th in DVOA on that side of the ball. Uh, I've got the Bengals attacking them through the air with Tyler Boyd. Chase, if he goes, he might not play, you know, every snap, but I do believe he'll play um, and getting their fifth straight win. And you were not muted. For I was that. not muted. <laughs> God damn it! You're good for the. You're good for one of those per show right now. Yeah. Uh, we've got the average going. Mm. All right. Uh, next game: New Orleans at Minnesota. The Saints are favored by two and a half on the road. Over/unders at forty-one. What you got? I picked Minnesota
1: earlier in the week. I said that this team is the wrong team. Uh, the favorite is wrong. The New Orleans. Saints are not good at football. Their defense is good. Their offense stinks. Josh Dobbs. There I feel like there's a lot of good vibes, I guess you would say, within the Minnesota locker room. When you got a guy like Josh Josh Dobbs, he could have just sailed it and been like, yo, I don't even know anybody here. I don't know the plays. And he went out and won a football yeah. game against a pretty decent Atlanta defense, right? Um, figuring out the plays while in the huddle wide receiver saying adult. hey i'm running an out i'm running a slant i'm running a go whatever it may be um i kind of like the new orleans side right now because you got justin jefferson that's out kj osborne's probably not gonna play in this game uh so you're gonna have jordan addison as your number one wide receiver and, and like i said the saints defense is okay um i'm still gonna go with minnesota to win the game because i think that they shouldn't be a dog in this game their defense has been playing a lot better. They Very showed good. a lot of blitz uh, and blitz. Like if you look at their whole season, they're they're a heavy blitz team. But over the last few weeks, they've kind of backed off of it, showed it, and they're doing different things to disguise the secondary, which is getting them wins in the NFL. So I will take Minnesota to still win this game at home. The crowd's going to be hype. It's a, t- it's a time when the crowd shouldn't be hype. You just lost Kirk Cousins. But they're a game and a half out of winning the NFC North, and I think they have a legitimate shot to do so, Um, even without KJ Osborne, who I think is a pretty good wide receiver for that team. They'll still have Hawkinson. They'll still have Addison. Um, If you want to look at Madison catching a little bit of balls out of the outfield or out of the backfield, I'm baseball season I've been looking at baseball cards all day uh, <laughs> <clears throat> prepping for the pre you know the uh what do you call that spring training for baseball season but um yeah I'll take Minnesota to win a game they're at home New Orleans is notorious for coming out of the gates going down score a touchdown three straight punts after that mm-hmm. then go get a field goal four straight punts and then maybe score a touchdown and then get a late score so I think that Minnesota has all the juju going for them at home. The stadium's gonna be rocking. The Vikings win the ball game.
0: Yeah, getting that skull chant going. I like it. A clap. Uh I'm going to try not to overreact here to Dobbs coming in with no prep time, as you mentioned, uh, to take down Atlanta. That was very dramatic. He played very well. The dude's like an astrophysicist. I don't know. He's got like pictures and getting shout outs from NASA he's stuff. It's very, it's very cool. Aerospace engineer. Aerospace, same thing, same difference. Uh, Falcons, though, they're one of the most disappointing teams in 2023. That's who they took down. So, of course, they let freaking Dobbs and the Vikings beat them um, down to their third string quarterback. They just signed off the streets. But Brian Flores has that defense. Uh, one second, I'm getting handed a, a note here from producer Nate. Uh Let's see. Uh, Brian Flores has that defense humming. Mm -hmm. They're now up to 10th in defensive DVOA. New Orleans has a tough time with competent teams to this point in 2023. And that's probably how I would describe Minnesota with Cousins and definitely now with Dobbs. High football IQ, just a really smart dude. So I'm actually also taking Minnesota, kind of one I flipped on in the last 24 hours. Moving on now now to Green Bay. Uh, They're going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored by a field goal at home over under is at 39-8.
1: What you got? Imagine being a playoff team when you don't even score more than your opponents over the season, and you also don't outgain them over the season as well, too. The <sighs> offense for Pittsburgh stinks. They keep winning ball games, but in the NFL, you cannot continuously be outgained in yardage and continue to win football games. I don't think that the Green Bay Packers are any good. Whatsoever, like before the season, I said they were going to be. They had the potential to be the number one overall draft pick. Um, yeah. if you recall that, Tony, I, I got, I got lit up for it. And let's just say that. Um, But I think Green Bay goes into Pittsburgh and wins a game. This Pittsburgh team is beating okay. teams that they shouldn't end up beating, and they are going to lose to teams that they shouldn't lose to, and that's just how it is. Somehow, Tomlin will win a couple games in the division get himself to nine and keep the record alive and the streak alive (laughs) and, you know, congratulations. It's really good. You know, it's hard to win in the NFL, but at some point, maybe you just want to lose some games, Um, which I don't like. I don't like that part of the sports industries and all that kind of stuff or people talking about they should tank or sell out. I hate that. I hate it in fantasy when people do it in dynasty. Um, But it's hard to, it's hard to stay middle of the pack, and it's hard to stay middle of the pack for both reasons, right? Good and bad. So I'll take Green Bay yeah. to go win a football game because I think Kenny Pickett stinks, and the Green Bay Packers have decent secondary players. So uh, I'll take that with a pick
0: to seal the game. Okay, this so far these these matchups, it's it's either like very very close or it's just like between some decent teams. Or it's just like very ugly matchups with teams you don't want to pick either side of, and I feel like that's what this matchup is. Yeah. Um, I don't like Green Bay. I don't really like Pittsburgh. They've shown some flashes on offense and defense, but Green Bay—they're about bottom ten in offensive and defensive DVOA, it's efficiency. Uh, they only beat the Rams because Rippian is so bad that the Rams went out the following day, or you know, within a couple of days, and they signed freaking Carson Wentz, you know, straight out of the ranch or wherever the hell he was at. Um, that you know, the NFL put him off to pasture, and they they brought him back. So uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, will win this game on the back of their defense, which has carried them, as you kind of mentioned, and they should cover in a game that's likely going to hit the under. Probably not one I'm going to be interested in watching. They'll probably like one or two highlights, but if you're watching on Red Zone, you're probably not going to see much of this game. Mm-hmm. All right, next matchup: Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Uh, in this matchup, Titans are favored on the road by one point. Over/under is another low one. It's at thirty-eight and a half, Nate. You got. this
1: one i think is gonna be sneaky fun and has a lot of like super points exp- you know it's only a 38 and a half total but i feel like this is taking the over is th- are we taking the over mm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is just a game where there could be a ton of points like why not have baker mayfield and will levis like two of the coolest dudes in the nfl like from a quarterback standpoint right there you know people would probably just crap on them people crap on will Will Levis forget to the second round Baker going team to team, getting ran out of the, you know, Cleveland and stuff like that. Hey, can this game end up 35 to 31 or something like that? Sure. Uh, I think it's going to be fun, but I'm going to take Tennessee to win this game. The Tampa Bay defense is good, but there are key spots in the defense where they get, they're getting older and like, levante david is a middle linebacker for this team fantastic Mm -hmm. like i have him in an idp dynasty team and he's fantastic i love it because the dude just racks up double digit tackles every week he's all over the field plays really good but is he gonna run with wide receivers going over the middle will levis is able to sling it in that game last week against Pittsburgh, he made some really good throws that were right above a linebacker in be- and right in front of the safety, right? And yeah. that kind of stuff is dope to see out of a rookie quarterback. He's got super arm talent. He does kind of trust it a little bit too much and makes bad throws, but I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be a team that's going to capitalize on that. They just let up a ton of points uh, to, you know, lose a game against mm-hmm. the Houston Texans as well. So I will take Tennessee to win a game on the road. I don't like taking road favorites, but I'm going to take Tennessee
0: to win this game. I think they, I think they win by over a touchdown. So. Got a couple of road picks. It's concerning, Mm -hmm. uh, on this week's slate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be what does me in here. Uh, I feel like we we'll, we still need some more data points on Will Levis. Uh, we've got like, what, one and a half games worth or so. Uh, he scorched the Falcons two weeks ago and played decently uh, against Pittsburgh. You mentioned he made some pretty good throws. Uh, I'll agree with you there, but I can't claim to know what we'll get um, as far as the version of him You know, from two weeks ago, last week, or maybe something else. But Tampa Bay has been absolute, uh, as Nate likes to say, dog shit against the pass, (laughs) they let up the 28th most passing yards and they rank just 16th, So middle of the pack in defensive efficiency, they dropped four straight Tampa Bay has now. And if they're sacrificing extra men in the box to bottle up Derrick Henry, probably, you know, the Titans biggest weapon, then Levis should have a little bit of extra room in the passing game. I'm taking Tennessee behind, you know, a pretty decent Derrick Henry, uh, game on the ground and maybe a few deep shots from Will Levis, you know, to Hopkins. Uh, I know Burks is out. So maybe, uh, was it Westbrook Akine, Mm -hmm. um. We're taking te- – I'm taking Tennessee, but we're taking Tennessee on the road, Nate. What could possibly go wrong here?
1: I I just got something in from producers, <laughs> Tony. Uh, I got it right here. You can – I don't know uh, if you can I read see that. It. Um, it says, if you're looking for something more to see out of Levis, check your phone. It's a hammer. Uh, apparently, there's some <laughs> locker room footage. I got it right here in front of me. We won't share it because we're on the YouTube, and I don't want to end up, you know, getting banned or something <laughs> like that, even though we do mark that it's not for children. But the dude's got a hammer. Um, so if you're looking for more.
0: Might have to do some research later. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks producers. Google, Google will have uh, a hammer <laughs> on private, private yeah, browsing yeah, on yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, next matchup, San Fran at Jacksonville, uh, for this matchup, the 49ers are road favorites. They got a field goal on the road over under is pretty high. to 45. what you got? Uh,
1: Debo Samuel is back. The Niners are winning this ball game. That's it. The Niners have lost three in a row. There are lots being Hell made yeah. of the defense. The defense has been the defense for half a decade, like people who don't watch the 49ers and they just look at box scores and they look at highlight mm-hmm. reels of, you know, Nick Bosa making all these sacks and all the, you know, all this kind of stuff. The Niners team is not built to play a balanced game. The Niners defense is made to stop the pass. And the way they stop the pass is by putting up points early and often. Right. They go up by two scores. Mm-hmm. You know you go down you score pretty quick on that first drive you got debo over the middle you got Kittle going the other way and then Ayuk going the opposite way with debo you know 15 17 yards down the field wide open um chris mccaffrey yeah. coming out of the backfield on the Kittle side all this kind of stuff that they do schematically but they can't do it without debo samuel uh, none of the other guys can garner that attention that he does over the middle and they're not comfortable going over the middle and debos solid and he is um the Niners yep. defense. I, I think that the Niners can get up here, you know, ten nothing, ten to three, force Jacksonville into passing situations, and that is when the Niners defense plays well. Because as a secondary and as linebackers, it's really easy to play defense in the NFL when you know what the other team's going to do. So they're allowed sure. to sit back. The linebackers are allowed to sit back. They don't have to worry about the run, the you know, the outside stretches and wide zone plays and tosses and all this kind of stuff because you're not going to end up seeing it because the team's down Mm -hmm. and i think that the niners can get up early on this team they're going to need to because the stadium like duval county gets really hyped for the jacksonville jaguars they have a quarterback they have a coach they have some weapons and all that kind of stuff Um, jacksonville's best bet is to come out of this thing like slinging the ball quick and taking (laughs) shots and trying to take that advantage early if they try to play it safe um, you know, and stay balanced early on, uh, they're going to lose the ball game. And I think that's what they do. They are going to want to run the ball with ETN and he's going to get stuffed early and they're going to be in passing situations and the Niners can take advantage of that. I take the Niners on the road because Debo. Samuel's I like it. it.
0: Uh, yeah, that was the first thing I had for my notes. He is back full participant at practice this week. Dre Greenlaw has been a full participant. Uh, there's optimism about Trent Williams, but I'd like to think if Debo's out there, uh, his battery mate, you know, is going to be out there with the boom box and the chain. They're going to have their intro. He's going to suit up. Uh, yeah, you mentioned 49ers. They've dropped three straight. But what I'm looking at is the body of work to this point from both teams. San Fran, despite their injuries, are still the top ranked offense in terms of efficiency with Jacksonville coming in middle of the pack at 13th. 49ers have slipped in uh, the defensive cate- uh, category. Category but with kind of a sputtering offense, it makes sense like these last three or four weeks you kind of alluded to to my point there. Uh, So I'm taking San Fran expecting more of what we saw prior to Debo, Trent Williams, and everyone else and their mom getting injured against the Browns. I also have the 49ers. Next matchup, this is the last one for the Sunday early slate. Cleveland at Baltimore, the Ravens are favored at home by six and a half over unders at 38. What do you got?
1: This is another team that... Can lose as well too. I think that Baltimore. I, hope I think not. that Baltimore can lose this game. Cleveland's got a tough defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked okay in his comeback game last week, um, but the opponent was also the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, Baltimore. I don't know if you listen to or you obviously you mm-hmm. follow DVOA, so you know Aaron Schatz's work. But mm-hmm. um, Aaron Schatz was on the radio today, and he was talking about and this is Thursday um he was talking about how because he put out a a, like a little tweet or whatever like that but he has like i think it's like the 91 redskins and then the 2007 patriots as the number one and two overall dvoa teams right for the for eternity back to like 1981 and he's also done that um up to this point through 9 weeks in the season and this Baltimore Ravens team is the i think it's the fourth best team ever put on the field for DVOA purposes um uh, as that metric and through the first 9 weeks of the season they're the third best team that's ever stepped on a football field per DVOA um but with that being said they also have a Thursday night matchup against Cincinnati but I don't think that <laughs> horrible is the guy to have them look ahead right you got a tough opponent it's a home game in the division with the cleveland browns that area of baltimore there's two things that they love shootings and the baltimore ravens so trust me i've lived around the area there's areas where cops don't go after certain parts of times at night or whatever like that and it's marked with lights and stuff so you know not to go down those ways but when the ravens are playing and it's an division opponent they don't lose that ball game the crowd is pumped for it i take the ravens to win it i do not like the pick i think that cleveland has an opportunity to win the ball game but i will take the ravens to win it because i think they are the best team in the nfl um they should be undefeated They really should, and it's crazy to think, but the AFC is going to go through Baltimore this year, and it's going to be rough for a lot of people. And I'm going to ask you a question after you go through your spiel and figure figure out who you pick. I'm going to ask you a question about this team
0: in an AFC championship game. All right. The defenses here are actually uh, ranked 1-2 in efficiency, so pretty impressive uh, getting two of the AFC North teams you know, ranking one, two, that's, that's probably very rare. Um, the Browns offense still has a lot to be desired. That's kind of the tale here. Baltimore ranks fourth in offensive DVOA with Cleveland near the back of the pack at 28th. Deshaun Watson has been on and off the field. We know that DTR has been in there. Um, PJ Walker has been in there. So not a surprise there. Um, Cleveland fifth in rushing yards, but 29th in passing yards. That makes sense with what I just said, just bottom of the barrel and Deshaun Watson's. Um, he still doesn't look right. I'm taking Baltimore on the back of more consistent offensive play. Also this game being in Baltimore, and like you said, kind of record setting uh, defense in terms of efficiency, what they're doing so far in 2023. Also, yeah, uh, Baltimore handled Cleveland. What was it in like week three, like 28 to three or something like this. So Mm -hmm. famous last words, but I imagine, you know, we're going to get something similar this week. What's the question? What do we got? Say the AFC championship game is in Kansas city. Yeah, Kansas
1: City Chiefs are the one seed. Baltimore has to go there. Who are you picking to win the game?
0: In the the current form of the Chiefs? AFC
1: champ. Healthy, lo- not even current form, just AFC Championship game. Patrick sure. Mahomes and the Chiefs against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens.
0: Hel- the, so healthy, everyone's Everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy. The defense, Lamar's healthy. Mahomes, sure, Kelsey, you know, he improves. He's a little more, more mobile. Uh, I'd probably take the Ravens, honestly against Patrick. Is that surprising to you? Against Patrick is that surprising to you? at
1: home in the AFC Championship game?
0: Is that surprising to you? No. I would pick Baltimore as well. Yeah.
1: I would pick Baltimore
0: as well. Maybe maybe a different version of the Chiefs offense, I would take that team because their defense is good. Not as good as Baltimore's. It's just the offense that kind of concerns me putting up points.
1: I wonder if some defenses yeah. are or some offenses don't do as much as they normally should against Kansas City because Kansas they have the fear of Patrick Mahomes still. Like that's yeah. the only X factor that the Chiefs have is Patrick Mahomes. So like when it comes down to the that it's like, is Patrick Mahomes a Tom Brady type of guy? Right? Where it's like you ain't beating him at home in the playoffs, like or anything like that. But
0: is it I, I'm sure it puts pressure on opposing teams for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: The reason I asked too is because you got Baltimore as a plus four fifty to win the conference and the Chiefs are minus two twenty or something like that. Like or Hmm. plus two twenty or one twenty it's one of those. And then you also have Baltimore to win the Super Bowl at plus nine hundred. So if they get to that Hmm. point in the AFC playoffs, then you know, you could hedge out of it or something like that. Or you know, play the other side to cover your what you already spent. So um Just an interesting thing like yeah i think most people would be like
0: hey it's tough lamar
1: jackson goes to arrowhead and plays joe or patrick mahomes in the afc championship game who
0: wins Mm -hmm.
1: if you're on the youtube yeah put it in the comments and let us know what you think
0: he he makes it look so easy sometimes but other times like the defense just has the team figured Mm -hmm. out so That'd be a, that'd be a fun game to watch, and we're gonna get you know that or Baltimore, Cincinnati in the playoffs. You know, maybe Buffalo, Miami. All of, the AFC is gonna be a, oh, that's gonna be tough yeah. for any of those teams to get out. So it's it'll be a lot of fun for us as neutral fans, mm-hmm. uh, watching these these games. But uh, let's move on now to the Sunday afternoon games. First one is Atlanta at Arizona. The Falcons road favorites minus one and a half over unders at forty four. What you got?
1: Kyler Murray's back this week. That's fun. Um, he is. I don't know what makes this one and a half for Atlanta, other than the fact that they seem to be incompetent at times. Um, they have a player who averages five and a half yards a, a touch, and then they have a player that he's, get, he's getting the ball all the time, right? Get, all the time. There's right? There's a guy who averages three three and a half that gets all a lot of more touches um, because they they don't want everybody to know. You know, a lot of people think that the guy with five and a half is going to get the ball all the time, especially near the goal line. So you don't want to do what they think you're going to do so that you could fool them. You know, this is definitely worked for the Tennessee Titans over the years to, you know, not give the ball to Derrick Henry down at the goal line, mm-hmm. you know, and. It definitely worked for the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl not to give Marshawn Lynch the ball because everybody knew it was going to go there. Mm-hmm. It definitely works for anybody else um, that has a decent player on their team. You know, that, um, like, you know, Stephon Diggs is going to get the ball with the Buffalo Bills. Don't throw it to him at all mm-hmm. the whole season because teams are going to expect that. Um, I'm just going to take Atlanta. I don't th- I don't. Gross, um, but I'll take Atlanta to win on the on the road. I think this is a good spot for them to just Use Bijan a lot um, Taylor Heineke played okay uh, In their last game. Yeah, it wasn't terrible terrible. It wasn't great But it wasn't terrible and getting Kyle Pitts and Drake London should be back for this game as well, too um, and Kyler Murray Yeah, he's been learning the offense, but he's only gotten a week's worth of reps with the team. So um you know, what does that look like? I don't know. So give me Atlanta to win on the road at Arizona.
0: Yeah. The, the usage thing that's so, so strange. It's like, does Arthur Smith go home and and talk to his wife or I don't know if he's married significant other and, you know, brag about playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, but no one knows how to play chess anyway. So he's just out there. The only one doing, I don't know what, I don't know what the what the deal is with that, but there's like a five minute video of him at a press conference, defending his actions. And he mentioned some of the things Nate was talking about, uh, don't watch it, save yourself the five minutes, do something more productive, uh, Arizona for this matchup though, their center, the guard, uh, even tackle DJ Humphreys, They've all been DMPs all week. Probably not great for a team rolling out their franchise quarterback coming off an ACL tear. I'm not doing this with an ounce of confidence. But I'm going out on a limb here, Nate, and I'm predicting butch as you are Bijan Robinson to get 15 to 20 touches simply because Arthur Smith doesn't want to answer to what happens if he doesn't do that. Not because Arthur Smith, you know, thinks that that's the right thing to do. So also taking the Falcons, this is a terrible idea again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) terrible idea. Uh, let's just move on from that dumpster fire. Uh, let's talk about, this is a better one. This is Detroit at the chargers, uh, lions road favorites. They get a field goal over unders high. One of the highest, the highest on the week at 48.5. What you got?
1: I don't think that the Los Angeles chargers are a good football team.
0: Let's <laughs> preface that. Okay.
1: The Detroit lions beat up on good football on bad football teams. They lose to good football teams. They are the Miami dolphins of the NFC. <laughs> With that being said, I don't think the Los Angeles Chargers are a bad football team. I think they're an okay football team. That doesn't put them in the bad column. The only issue I have with it is Justin Herbert's finger, and he can't throw the ball deep in this offense. We saw Jalen Guyton get in the game, got missed on a couple shots. Um, Mm -hmm. But with that being said, the finger has allowed Austin Eckler to catch passes out of the backfield. They can't run the ball. A lot of dump offs. They can't run the ball. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Detroit Lions, stuff the run. So, what's going to happen here? Justin Herbert's going to throw 45 passes in this game, maybe 50 passes in this game with a bad finger. And somehow the Los Angeles Chargers are going to win this game because they stink, but they aren't going to end up with a high draft pick. And for some reason, we're going to end up with Brandon Staley being the head coach of this team next year, because you know what? They had the excuses. Mike Williams got hurt again. Justin Herbert's finger, right? Look, the defense is playing better. The defense isn't really playing that much better, to be honest. They are just playing against teams without, without offensive lines. Uh, The lines coming off the bye, I think does help Uh, the chargers coming off the Monday night game. So a little bit shorter of a week there, Mm -hmm. but they're at home, Detroit, you got golf going back to LA. Yeah, Um, baby. You know, maybe he wants to show something off or something like that, but I'm going to take the chargers to win. It doesn't make sense, but it also doesn't make sense for the, the Detroit lions to be three point favorites because of what, like they beat up a bunch of bad, bad teams. I don't think that they're, they're, they're that good. And if Minnesota wins on Sunday, it just makes for a great story. Minnesota wins. They got Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. By by the way, they're going to end up having Justin Jefferson coming back soon. They're going to have KJ yep. Osborne coming back soon. The defense is playing better. Pressure's on the Lions. And instead of saying, you know, the brand new Lions like they do on the Pat McAfee show, you are going to say the same old Lions <laughs> when they don't win the division. And I really need this yeah, because yeah. Uh, I have a Minnesota Vikings to win the division future and i think that they can do it because i think they could split with detroit and hope that detroit loses another game and they go up half a game um and they go up one game after the bye so i take the los angeles chargers to win at home just feels like a team who's going to win games that they shouldn't but and detroit is a team that is going to lose games that they shouldn't so
0: there yeah th- feels like we're playing a game of uh was it among us here we got a couple imposters that's what the lions and the chargers feel mm-hmm. like to this point.
1: Except David McGuffin. At least in my opinion. Back.
0: But Lions are top five in offensive efficiency and eighth in. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh Lions fifth in offense. Uh eighth in defensive efficiency. I like Detroit's defense. They're tenth against the pass, second against the rush. Nate mentioned they bottle up the run game. That's a fact. Uh they got the stats, data points to prove it. Meanwhile, the Chargers. You got to scroll down a bit to find them uh, in this metric. They're 23rd in defensive DVOA, giving up the third most passing yards to this point. Pass defense isn't great. They're not doing what they're supposed to. Detroit also coming off a of bye. Nate mentioned that. Healthy David Montgomery. Extra week to prepare for the Chargers. This is probably a good test for both teams. Kind of a good measuring stick to see where they're at after you know some success this season. But I'm taking the healthier team. I'm taking Jared Goff coming back home uh, to SoFi to, to watch the the sun rises. <laughs> um, in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson, uh, better coaches, coordinators there, taking the Lions. So mm. I think this is our fifth game we're on opposing ends of. So lots of variants here for us. Would you believe me if I told you I have a D- uh, Jared Goff jersey in the mail, a black one, black lines? Shut up, you do.
1: I would, no, I, I would no. not believe you. I would. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't you believe shouldn't. you. Uh, <laughs> Herbert, Herbert prop over 35 and a half passing attempts is also a play. So... I like that. So Okay. Shop it around. You might be able okay. to find like a one ten somewhere. Like MGM has a lot of more one tens on their props while DraftKings has fucking player props at one twenty, which is robbery.
0: Mm. It's freaking robbery. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, moving on now to NFC East battle. This is the giants at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by a whopping 16 and a half. Uh, I'm saying that we recorded these notes yesterday. That's up to at least 17 or something today. Probably going to be like 18 or 19 by the time kickoff comes around over unders it. It's low. It's at 38.5. Dallas is probably scoring 35 of those. Nate, what you got? Um, Dallas. I don't know what else to
1: say besides Dallas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You got a, let's just move on Tommy, let's move on. Tom, Tommy, you know, like the guy should be over here rolling up pastas in fucking Sicily. On, yeah. I don't even know if he's Sicilian <laughs> or nothing like that, but he he's, he needs to be out on, on the shore, you know, or something like that. He's a Jersey kid. Oh God. So a whole guy, which is kind of close to where they play, <laughs> but yeah, Dallas is going to win this game by like 30 something points. I laid the 17 this morning. So That's um, Jesus man. Yeah.
0: I am. Yeah, that's just what it is. I don't, yeah. That, that's fair. Uh, yeah. DeVito's starting. Dayball's seat probably getting a little warm as things for New York hasn't probably gone to plan. Uh, I've got Dallas in this and I did tease it down, but there's a strong chance that they cover whatever the hell it gets to by Sunday. So yeah, also taking the Cowboys. Uh, let's move on now. Washington at Seattle. The Seahawks are at home favored by six and a half over under. It's pretty high. It's at 45 and a half. What you got?
1: This is another one where it wouldn't surprise me if Washington beat Seattle. Seattle has a great oh, run defense, but they can't yeah. stop the pass. Um all right. They're just worse against the pass. Geno Smith is kind of showing us that he's is Derek Anderson and not Geno Smith from the first <laughs> like nine weeks of last week. You know, he came out yeah. you know, guns blazing early in the season as well. But I think that Seattle ends up winning this ballgame. You got good wide receivers on the other end, even as bad as Geno's plays washington plays even worse in the secondary um <laughs> this is gonna tie into my best bet later on as well but i'll take seattle to win this ball game at home that's a long trip for washington i get that the game's later and what it's different going from the east coast to the west coast when it comes to timing and all that kind of stuff but like essentially it's like a prime time style game as far as the time frame that you're going to play and what your body clock is used to mm-hmm. on the west coast but Um, yeah. Washington's one dimensional and, um, I'll take Seattle to win it, but I don't like it.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's the theme of this week. Don't like a lot of these picks. Uh, somehow, somehow Sam Howell is second in the league in passing yards. Does anyone know how that happened? Um, I have thoughts their defense. It's horrible. I think you mentioned that they've let up 30 plus points in five games this season. They rank 29th in efficiency on that side of the ball. So Sam Howell has had to throw for a ton of yards. Um, Seattle isn't an elite defense for sure, but they're well coached and, you know, they have decent talent at each level on defense. I like Seattle to get back on track at home. I'm taking the Seahawks. This is another uneasy one. I can see the commanders, you know, pulling the upset on the road though, but give me the Seahawks for this one. Mm -hmm. Moving on to our primetime games now, uh, Sunday night football, we get the Jets again. There are so many New York primetime matchups this season. Mm A lot for the Giants, quite a few for the Jets. But this is the Jets at Las Vegas. Uh, Jets are favored on the road by one point. Over-unders low, it's at 36. What you got? Do it. Do it. I'm picking the Jets. Um,
1: (laughs) Raiders are on a high. They had a good week. um, But... How do they how do they react and how do they bounce back when they get punched in the face? And I think they can get punched in the face by defense. And they have a rookie quarterback. Um, their defense in Las Vegas is not that great. Like, I get that removing somebody that's so toxic out of your locker room or you guys perceive as toxic or whatever it may be, a cancer, can just uplift people. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, that could work for a day. It doesn't work over the long haul when your coaching staff and your player talent is what it is, right? Yep. Um, Zach Wilson, like we brought up earlier, plays okay, holds on to the ball a little too long. He holds the ball in the wrong position he holds it down near his waist when he's in the pocket hopefully they can fix that this week because max crosby's gonna that's all the raiders are gonna do is swipe down at the ball and try to get fumbles while he's in the pocket yeah um so if you hold the ball up a little bit you know two hands until he's gonna release it or something like that then i think that the jets end up winning this ball game uh they're okay the raiders best weapon is josh jacobs um Sorry, Devontae Adams, but the team needs Josh Jacobs more than they need Devontae Adams. Uh, we're seeing Jacoby Myers eat up the middle of the field. Granted, that's not where Devontae Adams runs his routes or anything like that, but that's where the offense flows, and I think that the Jets end up stopping all of that, and they win on the road in Las Vegas, Sunday night football. I take the Jets, and it, right. it's it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, yeah, Raiders played, you know, very inspired football, but it was against a hapless Giants team last week. Uh, basically, a team headed towards a top three or four pick. This week, they get a serious defense and a Jets team that wants to run the ball. That's a problem because Las Vegas has allowed the most rushing yards and ranks 20th in defensive efficiency. Give me the Jets and give me Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball around pregame for I don't know what reason. That's I don't know who that's for. That's probably more for Aaron than it is for anyone else, yeah. right? Yep. It has to be. Yeah. Nar- a narcissist type thing. I saw some people talking about on Twitter, but I, that was like the theme of what people were answering as far as why, uh, moving on. Now this final game, this is the Monday night game, Denver at Buffalo. Uh, we've got the bills favored by seven and a half at home over under second highest on the week, uh, at 47. what you got?
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to do like a round Robin with all these underdogs and hope that two of them hit, because I think that Denver can win in Buffalo as well. Um, oh no shit. I, Denver's playing pretty decent football. Like the offense can still move it. Uh, they mm-hmm. got Javante Williams in the mix a lot more. He's been gradually just getting more and more work, and then we're starting to see that kind of come to fruition. They coming off the bye week. Buffalo struggled, you know, and got smacked around by Cincinnati. Josh Allen, as bad as it looks, he's like. <sighs> He's statistically the best quarterback in the NFL when it comes to, like, actual quarterback <laughs> metrics that aren't, like, yards and touchdowns, like what you see in a box court, right? right? Everything else he's doing is the best in the league. It's talk to any, like, analytic nerd or anything like that. What he does on the field and how important he is to the team is more than anybody else out there. He, mm-hmm. like, if you didn't look at record of the team, he is he would be the favorite to win MVP. If, if they had more wins, he would be the favorite to win MVP just based off his body of work. Right. Um, but Denver's defense seems to be coming along a little bit there and their offense is coming along a little bit. there. They're starting to get into that little groove. I think they can go on a run, but I think they're going to lose this ball game on Monday night football. The bills can afford to lose a game. Um, uh, as they're trying to compete for the division and compete for one of those final yep. wild card spots as well, depending on whichever one they go, the division's still right there for them to grab. I think they're a game down game and a half down from miami. um so it's not like they they don't have a shot to win the division when Miami's gotta play you know the rest of the division as well, like mm-hmm. you know they seem to fold against decent teams. um but Buffalo gotta go through a gauntlet here too in the next couple of weeks, so. I'll take buffalo to win it at home Uh, i think the environment is too much for denver to handle
0: yeah broncos they've looked a pretty decent definitely improved these last few weeks buffalo though they're in a win now scenario with the pieces um and like the contracts they have uh, and they need this win they're behind three afc north teams for a wild card spot right now as it stands and they can't keep dropping games to teams they should beat the breaks off of Uh, the rest of their schedule is also tough they have to play the jets next week philly Kansas City, Dallas, the Chargers, I'm going to throw in there. And they end it at Miami. That could be for the division. Like I said, they need this win. I'm taking Buffalo to play to their potential. You mentioned Josh allen playing just fine. Um, I expect to see that in prime time here. I expect the Bills to play with a sense of urgency, and I expect them to get the the win at home against Denver. It's cool
1: that this game's on Monday Night Football <coughs> but because you'll yeah. be able to see it. But just watch. like In the middle of a game, there's just times where you look at josh allen's face in his eyes and it's like he just got teleported from like like he quantum leaped from somewhere else <laughs> and then he's like in a helmet like oh what a, where am i at like his eyes and every like it's just the wildest thing that goes on especially in like close games or something like that but uh look for the quantum leap minus 600 for <laughs> you know josh allen <laughs> monday night football against the denver broncos and
0: parlay that with aaron Rodgers throwing pregame yeah, for no yeah, reason yeah
1: Aaron Rodgers yeah, like over money? 55 yard <laughs> pregame throw.
0: Oh, God. Uh, so, on the week to get to one unit of profit for each pick, uh, we ended up wagering 35.9 for me and then about 30 and a half for Nate. Uh, moving on now to our best bets on the season. I mentioned this uh, in the recap, but I am 5 and 4 so far. Okay. And Nate, you're 6 and 3. Very good. Uh, what are you looking at for this week?
1: Yep. Um, I'm going to go back to Sam Howell. And I'm gonna go the over 36 and a half passing attempts. You can get one ten minus one ten at MGM. Don't do the one twenty or one thirty you can get on FanDuel and DraftKings and just yeah. go make an MGM account. Get the better number. Like you shouldn't be laying that much juice. But uh reason being okay. we got six-point dog. They're expected to trail in this game, right? Uh yeah. he's cleared 40 passing attempts in five of his last six games and six of his last eight. Games and Seattle is a top five, uh, it's top five in lowest rush success rate. And Washington doesn't really run the ball that much, anyways. And Washington is tops of the league in the passing rate. Um, the problem with Sam Howe, the only way I think that this doesn't hit it, it hit near halftime last week. He was at like 29 (laughs) passing attempts in like four minutes into the third quarter. He had hit this over. Um, But the problem with Sam Howell, right, is he could have way more passing yards. He could be way better of a quarterback if he wouldn't hold on to the damn ball for six or seven seconds because he's also sacked more than anybody in the NFL, which is crazy. (laughs) He keeps losing yards, but he keeps passing for more and making up for it. Um, Yeah. So Sam Howell, over 36 and a half passing attempts, I think this clears in the third quarter like right before the fourth quarter bell hits or right after first drive in the fourth quarter, it's done. Yeah. Um, The only way it doesn't is if Seattle somehow ends up like bleeding clock by running the ball, but that's not the way to attack the Washington defense. So you attack them through the air. I think there's a lot of points in this
0: game. I dig that one. I'll probably take that one as well. Uh, Teaser for me, or I'm sorry, best bet for me is another teaser. I've got Baltimore and Seattle, um, That gets both of those games down to minus uh, 0.5, so they're both six-and-a-half-point favorites. I have both of them winning, and this teaser gets us down to just that, a win for both teams. Again, Seattle gets the Commanders at home, and then Baltimore has the Browns at home. Go up, you know. listen if you didn't to our reasons why, but basically for all of those reasons. Uh, This is also minus 120 at DraftKings, or it was uh, when I placed it a few minutes ago. Should should be that if you're looking... um, you know, win this post on Friday or Saturday. Yeah,
1: DraftKings has like the best line number on an online book for teasers. So that's where yeah. you should be doing your teasers at.
0: Absolutely. All right, Nate. Closing thoughts before we wrap it up.
1: Um, yeah, teasing down to a team just to win on a pick. What else can go wrong, Tony? What else Nothing. could go wrong? No. Nah.
0: Knocking on some wood nah. here. I
1: think I think it's gonna be a fun week. I think there's gonna be some there's gonna be one or two of these teams that are over six and a half point favorites that end up losing games this week um i'm putting my money on the houston texans to do it so um wish everybody luck when your bets uh pray for my bets no uh, because i have two kids and i raise them by myself and uh yeah christmas is coming up kids got a birthday in december too i need this week so yep
0: Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please hook us up with a subscribe or you know follow across any of the socials or podcast platforms you're listening to. We appreciate we appreciate you guys following along. Uh, we'll return with the week ten recap next week and the preview for the week eleven matchups a few days after that. What are you laughing at?
1: I don't know. I'm just making faces and stuff like that. So oh. <laughs> wasn't even paying attention. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Until then, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.